Welcome ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and prefer not to disclose, back to The Undressing Underground Podcast uh, why, okay, I'm in stereo now <laughs> um, I'm Rob, and this is unicorns hello welcome to the undressing underground and happy thanksgiving or day after happy black friday is what i meant to say still just as excited as the first intro that we did record (laughs) i forgot to press record so this is our second go it's not interesting to anybody uh so today on the menu we have Granddad Freeman. I'm sorry. He now goes by Granddad the Starving. He's a longtime Gawker commenter and also a frequent commenter in post and poster for the Salad Bowl. Um, Granddad was one of the first names that Rob mentioned when he first started interviewing Gawker commenters with Cheerful and Milton Burles Cock. And Rob had, was like, I want to talk to Granddad because he seems divisive. <laughs> and <laughs> Rob didn't mean it in a way that's it i don't want to go i don't even want to try to explain that but i well, that... I just didn't know because he's one of those guys that gets mentioned a lot by i guess like in hindsight it's probably mostly the trolls that talk about him a lot but i i don't know i wasn't like that involved so i just remember seeing his name a lot in uh different arguments and stuff especially on groupthink when there was like that whole when like one of those times groupthink collapsed underneath itself <laughs> Well, uh, I'm going to say that this call, getting to know him, was, I mean, it was good. I think that people are never just, like, these one-dimensional characters online and that we're all capable of being able to chit-chat about our experiences and in a civil way, and that's it. Look, it's, it's Thanksgiving. No, I, I, I'm trying to get ready yeah, I mean, for I'm Thanksgiving not... right now. <laughs> Okay. I'm, I'm not trying to shit on at all. Like, I know he's a sweetheart. I think I even maybe donated, like, five or ten bucks to that time when uh, he needed to repair his car. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Well, you guys, I want to say thanks again for listening to Granddad's Call the day Look after nice. Thanksgiving or on Black Friday. And um, that's all, guys. So, Granddad is what's for dinner. <laughs> that's it? Okay. Hi, is this Granddad the Starving? Yes. Hello. Let's see. I figured you might have headphones because I was looking in your comments and saw that you are into video games. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wanted to ask you. Um, I saw that you wrote about you wrote. Hold on. You said I saw a lot about this on my timeline and thought it was about Dragon Age. And so I wanted to know, like, Dragon Age Origins, and have you played it? I've played all three of them. No, oh, yeah, it's it's so I've only played one. Um, how much, I mean, I really liked it. Did you? You must have. I liked the first one and the third one. I never finished the second one. I tried to finish it like three to separate times, but I just couldn't. I think that was the first game I ever played where I started playing it like at two in the morning. Cause 
I couldn't sleep and I had been watching my brother play it and then I was still playing it at 2 p.m. Oh, wow. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't stop. You know when you finish a quest, you get a new mission? So you can yeah. never stop. You can never, ever stop. So. Yeah, and a lot of times it's like, go here, then you go there, then if someone sends you, gives you, uh, gives you another quest and it just keeps continuing and you forget what you started. No, you totally forget them. Yeah. I think that was, it was a fun game. I did a lot of cheating. Where I, there were some of the there's like this maze portion that was really difficult for me. I remember. Um, I don't know. <laughs> Let's see. All right. How about this? Uh, where are you located? Um, probably like ten, fifteen minutes outside of Chicago. Oh, outside of Chicago. But yeah. you used to live in Texas. Yes. So how and how long have you lived? How long had you lived in Texas? 33 years. Whoa. Oh, really? Okay. Yep. How is that? What's the change like living from, te from Texas to Chicago? Mostly the weather. Like te uh, Texas right now is, would probably be like in the 70s. But right. over here it's like freezing. There's still snow on the ground from Saturday. You'll never get, I don't know. I think you'll never get used to the winter like, like that. Yeah, I don't think I will either. <laughs> I don't like this below freezing stuff. Oh, it's so interesting. You've been in Texas your whole life. Uh, let's see. Do you ever show... What's the origin of your username? Because I know that before you were Granddad Freeman. Yeah. But now you're Granddad the Starving. So I wanted to know what's the origin of whatever... Of what your first name might have been and why the change. Granddad Freeman is a character... From the animated show The Boondocks, mm -hmm. and I don't, I don't really even know why I chose him. Like usually when I create accounts somewhere, I uh, pick a name that just kind of popular to me at the time. So I was watching The Boondocks when I first created a Gawker account, so I picked that name. And Granddad the Starving is just because it's Thanksgiving. That's it. <laughs> that's it. What? Wait, what, how did you change the granddad to starving? What do you mean, like? Well, before it, it was, I, like, you changed, how did you, well, I guess, why did you change, why did you change your name from granddad Freeman to the starving? I, I just like to change my name every once in a while, and since Thanksgiving is coming up, yeah. I changed it to that. Just, um, I guess, because food. <laughs> I saw that you said... Is thing Thanksgiving isn't like a huge deal for your family? Is that yeah? Oh, okay. Um, me too. Uh, do you want why? Is it okay if I ask why? Oh, it's fine. Okay. Um, everyone's just scattered around. Like my mother is in Dallas. My sister and brother are in Houston. I don't think my, I have an uncle somewhere in Mesquite. Everybody, no one wants to get. Uh, get together or maybe find a place to get together no one wants to drive no one has the money to drive so everybody just does their own thing are you alone in chicago right now not well right at this moment yeah but <laughs> <laughs> i live with two other people oh i meant like um are you like do you have a lot of friends and family in chicago oh no i was i was told i had family up here but i'm not gonna look for them Okay, so let's start. Why did you... I noticed that you comment more on Jezebel than on Gawker. 
Oh, <laughs> uh, is it? Would you say that was true or untrue? Yeah, that's true. Why? I uh, I <laughs> I got banned on Gawker for the third time, and that was enough for me. What'd you get banned for? Uh, I don't know. The first time, I have no idea. I just couldn't comment anymore. So I made uh, another account, and uh, I got. There was a post. I believe now that I think about it, I think it was like they were just banning banning random people. I don't think I was one of the ones that got caught up in that. Which post was it? Do you know? Oh, this was years ago. Oh. I can't. I don't remember. Okay. Mm, let's see. But so it's not like you have any feelings of animosity towards Gawker, I guess. Then. No, not at all. I just can't comment there. How'd you feel when you got banned? I was a little upset the first couple of times because I wasn't sure why I got banned. Right. The third time, I'll admit I deserved it. <laughs> yeah? Why? Um, I, it was a Veterans Day post, and I made a comment that was slightly... It wasn't against veterans, but it wasn't like the super... Jesus praise that people usually give veterans on Veterans Day, and uh, somebody took exception to that, and I just <laughs> I lit up on them. You know how like when someone says they they catch someone on a bad day, right? That's what happened to that person. They caught me on a bad day, and they I let them know. Do you ever? regret when you go off on someone when you're having a bad day sometimes i don't i don't usually go off on people just like i'm sorry i didn't mean to imply you did like that it was like a common thing yeah um let's see um why do you like commenting and what do you hope to contribute to the discussion and conversation i comment because i well, now i just like to tell jokes if I can get someone to laugh, then that's all I that's all I really care about right now. Why do, why now why now jokes and before there was I guess more discussion if is that the implication? Yeah, well, just there's a lot of bad stuff happening and there's a lot of people smarter than me that already said the smart things, so I just show up with a joke, see how many stars I can get. <laughs> You know, I like that you're honest about that. <laughs> I do. I saw a comment where you said, like, you're not trying. And it was in regards to Adultasaur. Um, and you're saying, like, when you comment, you don't, you're not looking for, like, um, you're not writing a thesis, you know, your PhD thesis or whatever. And so, and you're just, you're just there to make a witty comment and collect some stars. Um, yeah, it's me. No, I mean, the, I really respect that honesty. I mean, let's be real. Most of, I think that half the time, I get what you're saying where, like, Comments for me that accrue a lot of stars aren't going to be the comments that are m maybe more honest and well thought out. Those comments always are rarely seen, or if they are, are seen not by someone looking for discussion before like a fight, you know, like, you yeah. Know. And so, I don't know. I guess sometimes I feel like I'm tapped out in terms of commenting sometimes. I can mm. understand that. Yeah. Uh, let me, okay, how about this? I know that you are most, you, you engage more frequently in the sub blogs than you do on the main pages of Jezebel. So I want to ask you, 
why do you uh where's the question let's see why do you enjoy commenting in the sub blogs more than on the main page or why do you comment more on the sub blogs than on the main page better moderation it's that, it's that simple um i don't have to worry about i can say as a black man then make my comment i don't have to worry about 40 different people telling me to get off food stamps or get out the get out of the line buying nikes or whatever some garbage that i will get told on gawker or jazz what is something as a black man commenting on a black straight man commenting on um online that you think most other commenters wouldn't ever see just the blatant racism mm -hmm. like i remember i was um trolling a bunch of people on a valley wag and i got like the whole list of all the black stereotypes the fried chicken the food stamps the cadillac and all of that so a lot of people don't realize how much of that that black people get i mean i wanted to say that like i think women also get comments like get raped or stuff like yeah. that which is i mean i don't know if men get those kind of comments i'm gonna say they they don't get them as frequently i, I don't think i've ever gotten them so yeah <laughs> So recently, the context of this phone call is that seven writers have just been let go from Gawker because Gawker is changing into a polit politics website. And so my question for you is, are you surprised or how surprised are you that Jason Parham, Gawker's only or most popular, I'm going to say, person of a POC writer was let go? And do you think his politics were too black for Gawker? Yeah, I think so. And I'm not surprised at all because, um, as as um, ah, Cook said, um, he's tired of writing on Gawker about Gawker, and you can't really talk about how racist Trump is if you have a black person on your uh, payroll telling you, well, Gawker is just as white as everything else y'all complain about. So they have the they probably get Hamilton Nolan to do it. He's the resident white black guy or whatever that i ooh i i, I know <laughs> There's, there, i've got a lot of thoughts on that i or i can't articulate it well enough but i find i find it worrisome that he's the only voice not that i don't think hamilton is a, has been a great advocate but sometimes i think he got it he gets it wrong just because like i don't just because he doesn't there was that one with the Bernie Sanders and the Black Lives yes. Matter. It yeah. just reading it just made me just die and cringe a little because I really like Hamilton, respect him. So yeah, I, <sighs> I like Hamilton too, but that was just garbage. <laughs> That's all there is to it. It was garbage. I I just think he was wrong. Um, I'm gonna say. Well, I was surprised when Jason was like, because I thought he was a good writer and he got a lot of hits on his stories. Maybe he didn't. But I don't understand if Gawker is going to become a politics website, why they would let go of their one of their most prominent POC writers when I think race plays a huge part within politics. Like, you couldn't say it doesn't. Um, I don't know. 
let's see. Uh, okay, why is it important then for liberal sites like Gawker to maintain people of color on their writing staff? Oh, wow. I guess mostly because ah, I don't want to say to look like they're not racist because that sounds bad. Uh, Sometimes I feel I like the know. word racist is too expansive and at the same time limiting. Like there's so many nuances of racism. Like, you know, just because are they racist for not having any people of color? Yeah. Yeah, okay, I would say maybe. <laughs> but, like, um, is it racist that they don't have any people of color? Yes. Um, but anyways, why do you think it is important? I don't, I don't know. Because I think, I think they should, if they do hire some people of color as writers, they should do more than one or two. So it seems like Gawker always has that one black guy that is doing the race things every like everybody just goes to him for race no he even said that i i remember reading a post where he's like everyone always turns to me like what's your thoughts on ferguson like what are your thoughts on ferguson yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh. i think i think it'll be okay if like the white people then of gawker would at least write some nuance about race, nothing like what Ham Hamilton Nolan did at that time. Mm -hmm. Just kind of, I don't know. I can't. It's hard to explain it. I think it was good that he wrote that in the sense that it opened discussion and, uh, and maybe if there's some discussion, it will help change people's minds. Um, but the bad part is that it was written by him. But yeah. Um, I guess, look, for me, it's, I think it's important because if I need to know more about other people's experiences or, and injustices and to understand, um, I don't know. I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not, it's not an easy question to answer, I think. Um, oh, I have a question for you. All right. So this is your comment. Uh, it was on the salad bowl somewhere, I think. You said... I didn't realize how much privilege I had over black women as a black man until I got on Twitter. White dudes ain't the only people like that. And I wanted to know, what do you mean? Like, what do you mean you didn't realize you had privilege until Twitter? Um, it was mostly as I, I was always like, black people, we're in this together. We're in this together. I just... The cops are killing all black people, but then I get on Twitter and I see all these black women getting called sluts and whores and shea butter and all this other stuff. And it, it just seemed a little hypocritical that as a black dude, it's um, the police are out to get us. And then the women are like, hey, guys are harassing us and they're like and then black guys are all like uh no we're all in this in this together ah crap i'm explaining it wrong no i get it i get it so are, you're saying that the tweets that you saw on twitter the tweets that you saw um that were degrading black women were you saw those tweets were coming from black men the ones that you saw not like all yeah. of them okay and 
Oh, man. Why do you think that is? Why do you think that? I feel like within almost every uh, group, like, I think there's that power dynamic is always in question where it's like, are we for black rights? Are we for black and women rights? Right. Um, yeah. Thoughts? I don't know. I think it's the patriarchy. I never thought I would say that. <laughs> but yeah, I think that's what it is. Um, we're all raised that men should be the breadwinners and have to be the ones tough and all of that. And we forget to think about the women and their needs. Oh, okay. how about this? You were saying this was a question when we were talking about Jason Parma wrote down. But I, I know that on, on Kinjai, like, and on the salad bowl, we, like, you know, you freely say, like, you know, white people are like this or black people are like that. And so then I wanted to know, well, I guess now you live in Chicago, so you're starting over. But amongst, in your friends group, uh, what's the racial dynamic composed of? Oh, wow. Probably, it's probably a mix now. Now that um, Kenja, I've been on the internet for a while, it's probably a mix. Um, before Kenja, it was probably mostly black. I think I knew a, a Middle Eastern guy, but that was about it. Mm-hmm. So I guess, yeah, it's mixed. I know a lot of different types of people. Are you implying that it's because of online commenting that now you have... Uh, that you have a more expansive group of friends? Yes. Oh, interesting. Do you think that you've become more liberal or more anything since you've started commenting online and talking with more people? Oh, definitely more liberal. Um, I was a, I was that guy that would say, that would ask women, why, if you don't want to get harassed, don't wear skin-tight clothes and all of that. And I'll never forget... Uh, Ninja Kate's article about Molly Cyrus just started me on a path like, wait a minute, I'm kind of an idiot. <laughs> Men are pretty stupid. Maybe we shouldn't tell women, maybe we shouldn't blame women for other people being assholes. Right. Um, when did, so it was a Ninja Kate article that on Miley Cyrus that got yes. you thinking. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, that's what started the ball rolling. Interesting. Would you have called yourself a feminist before that? No, I still don't call oh. myself a feminist. Why? I don't. I don't really think men can be feminists. It's like, it's like if a white person says they're black, they're kind of black on the inside. That's kind of. But you know, they never, they'll never know what it's like to be black. So that's what I think about men calling themselves feminists. They'll ne- they'll never know what it's like to be a woman and how. They have to wear headphones on the subway to make sure dudes know that they're not interested in anything. Hmm. And usually guys that call themselves feminists always trying to take charge of the conversation and talk over women. So that's, an, that's another reason. I think that's a good point. Um, on the salad bowl, I saw this little video. It was really uncomfortable of like this uh, white guy and a black woman walking together, I think in New York. And oh, yeah. he's telling her, he goes... I'm a feminist. And then suddenly the mayor gives him a key and he's yeah. like, the newspaper <laughs> comes out. And I'm like, that's exactly how I feel though. When, um, when, 
my straight guy friends announce that they're a feminist, it's like heavily applauded. Like he's yeah. amazing, but I mean that's what you they should get, be. Everybody defers to that guy. Like I'll see, I'll see dudes getting retweeted in my timeline constantly for stuff I've said, women said already. Like how are you getting applauded for stuff that's been said for the last few years now? Right. Okay, on that note, I'm going to segue into a, a related, not a related topic, but um, uh, it's not, it's an uncomfortable one for me to ask. And, but why did another commenter say this? Something about, I forget that you don't bother with basic human decency, respect, manners. You're the misogynist homophobe who's always inviting people to have a relationship with your black cock. I mean, that's a really, <laughs> really strong statement uh, <laughs> this that was that comment was two years in the making i don't know probably somewhere around the summer of 2013 there's this woman on a group thing she was always she was always using like the stuff like black activists say and her stuff about how being a vegetarian is actually worse because she's not able to eat vegetables or something. I remember and, this. Oh, oh, sorry. I, I vaguely <laughs> remember this. Okay, go on. Can I go on? Um, and um, so we called her out on it, and she kept she kept making posts about how black people were attacking her, and so I just like, hey, shut up, eat a dick. Exactly what I, I mean. I'm not too ashamed that I said it, but so. Ever since then, mm. people have been just constantly, bring, every time they disagree with, with me about something, they say, oh, remember that time that you said that? And so that's how that came up. Now, the homophobe, I don't know where that came from. That's new to me. So you have to ask that person about that one. Uh, I've been accused of weird shit, too. So like someone, someone on Gawker likes to accuse me of like, having sex with animals or bestiality. <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know how they could got that from my comment. Um, she's weird. Or and pedophilia. I'm like, what? So, okay, how about this? That From that question, I wanted to ask you then, do you have any regrets from any of your commenting online? Or any regrets from, I don't know. Yeah, the kindersphere. Um... I wish I I wish I could have gotten banned from Gawker the third time for something better than going off on another commenter. Mm. <laughs> That's about it. Okay. Uh, I thought you were gonna be like, oh, I regret this or that, but okay. No. <laughs> um. Oh, back going back to when you said you called somebody like you told someone to eat a dick. I feel like those. Like, it's not that I'm immune to saying that kind of stuff. I mean, I don't, I don't, I might not type it out, but that's definitely my, one of my first thoughts sometimes, like to someone I don't like, like, oh, fuck you and eat a dick. But then I know I shouldn't say that. And I know the reasons. Um, uh, anyways. I mean, yeah, I know I shouldn't have said it, but I'm not going to hide from it. Especially with Kendra, I can't delete stuff. So <laughs> I'm not. I'm, I'm sort of ashamed. I guess only because people keep bringing it up, but I I would probably do it again. <laughs> okay, well, thank you for your honesty. <laughs> um, 
Um, okay, how about this? Uh, how about a fun question? What All commenters right. are your favorite? Uh, I've been thinking about this and I still don't have one. <laughs> oh no, you should, hello, think of your salad bowl friends. I don't want to. I don't want to mention all of them, and then I don't want to leave someone out. I will say, I'm, I'm going to go with cheerful ex-girlfriend. Aww, that's nice. She because is. she was, she was how I all of this got started. She um, on Gawker, she invited me to comment on Crosstalk, and it just went snowball from there. Now she's one of my bestest friends. Of all the internet. Oh, Cheerful X Wilburn is a good gal. She yeah. helps her friends. I know that. And, oh, yeah. Yeah, and for that, I, like, really respect her. Yeah, she's gotten me through a lot of dark times. So, she is my favorite commenter. There you go, everyone. Sorry. <laughs> you lost to her. How about this question? This is a question that was brought to me by Jamie Lynn's peers. And she's a commenter on Jezebel. And it's not so much a question for you, but just a Jezebel question. What is the best way to interact with Jezebel commenters? Um, gifts. And um, I think that's about it. Damn. Those... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't mean to make them sound simple, but <laughs> people really like those. Yeah, people really like those, and no controversy. So, yeah. <laughs> that's actually solid advice. Okay, how about this? What writers do you, do you enjoy the most, or did you enjoy the most? I like um, Anna Merlin. Why? And I like, I like Kara Brown, even though she be tripping sometimes. <laughs> I like her writing. Why do you think, she, do you think she's wrong sometimes? Why? Now she um sometimes the writers of Jezebel they get this feeling like they're the shit because now they work at Jezebel so they'll go in the comments and and if you even slightly disagree with something they'll just lose their shit at people in the comments like Gia is bad at that she's the that's, worst that's her thing she's the she's the most defensive um, like you can't um, you can't say anything bad about her stuff. She will. I just used to, Gia, okay. I used to write in lowercase, and I would get shit about it a lot. But I would write in it because I like that lowercase writing style. Same with Adultosaur. But yeah. it's because of Gia that I stopped because she would <laughs> use that lowercase form to be a bitch to people in like this breathless way, like, sorry, baby boo, but don't got time for you or some really, yeah, it's like, I want to uppercut you right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just think, I actually think that the Jezebel writers, some of them, because there's of some of them are, are not great commenters. I think they're actually, well, Gia's the worst, I think. Yeah. She's the worst. But now she's the editor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's all i got just yeah mm, hey so randomly i wanted to tell you that you i saw that you like funyuns but if you ever get a chance you should try to pick up wasabi funyuns because i think those are even better wasabi fun yeah all they right. have like a hint of um 
wasabi, so it's like a little bit spicy in your nose. All right, I'll try them. All right. This I'll helps if you get stoned. <laughs> uh, well, that'll never happen, so. Oh, why? You don't get stoned? No. Oh, no, no smoking, no drinking. Oh, wow. Well, no drinking. I don't drink, but um, so you're straight edge. Why? Is that a personal choice? Yeah, I, I don't like smoke. <laughs> That's about it. And alcohol tastes nasty to me. Maybe I haven't had the right stuff, but it just tastes disgusting. That's so interesting. It's really rare for me to meet someone who doesn't drink because or smoke weed. Because they don't like it. Yeah. So like, if people do it, that's fine. I'm not going to judge, but it's not for me. Did you grow up around anyone who drank or smoked weed around you all the time? Whole family tree. Oh, okay. <laughs> did that up? So did if everybody, if a lot of people are drinking or smoking around you, so do you think that had an effect on you? Maybe the smoking, because as I said earlier, it, I, don't like the, I don't like smoke. But you it's like just, video games. Yeah, I love video games. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did instead of drinking. Oh, okay. Uh, you prob we probably saved a whole lot of money, maybe, from not drinking. Sometimes I'm shocked at how expensive a round of drinks can be. Like, <laughs> you have to, when you go to the bar, you have to ask everyone, anybody want any drinks? Ugh. <laughs> I like cringe at how expensive it gets. Mm, can I ask you who you're going to vote for? Uh, sure. Okay, well, who are you going to vote for? <laughs> uh, I have no... Uh, probably someone in a... Whoever wins the Democratic race. I don't, I don't even know who I want to win. I don't really like either one of them. No, Bernie or Hillary? You're saying? Yeah. Hillary is still the contender. Uh, in the polls, she's, wait, she's wait, leading on Bernie. Um, I know your thoughts on Bernie... Do you think that there's a chance with him that he could try to understand the black experience? No. So, never? Never. <laughs> no. Even, even now, he just sat down with uh, Killer Mike. I still don't think he will understand. He will, he will keep saying stuff like income inequality affects us all. And it's like, it's not, that's partly true. Like, the reason most black people are poor is because of racism. And until he, until he addresses that, then, nah. I am definitely a Bernie supporter, but I have to say, like, when he said that he was going to take Black Lives Matter into account, and he had hired this, he hired a, um, a black lady to lead like his social media campaign maybe or something like that. I could be getting that wrong but after that I would check out his Twitter page all the time and you can't say that you care about Black Lives Matter the campaign if you're never tweeting about it and I think yeah. that like one out of 150 tweets might be regarding a black a black lives issue but more yeah. often than not it really isn't and I find that I mean, that's a real criticism he needs to address. And I don't that's know. I don't really believe in Hillary. So, I mean, our two choices are this, you know. Um, yeah. We need some more people running. I want to go on the record and say when the Black Lives Matters protesters first went to the Bernie campaign, I was 
I didn't know what to think. I, I, I wasn't sure, right? Because that's, that's not my experience. You know, I'm just trying to learn. And so I was confused. But it's because of the Black Lives Matters protest that I feel like I've learned that I feel like in the liberal sphere, we give a lot of lip service to caring about black lives and yeah. trying to like make change happen. But come election time, it is never at the forefront of any campaign. And it is always about the economy, I think. Yeah. And uh, that's the thing there, like with uh, the Latino group, like you never hear them talk about Mexicans or anything until it's election time and they need to vote. And then it's all, oh, let's do something about illegal Im- immigration rights and for Mexicans and all of this. And then but when they vote, then you never hear from them again until yeah. the next two years. Um, I will say that on Reddit, which is, you know, like really libertarian site, when they, there's a lot of like open... And I think they have no idea that they're being so racist against Middle Easterners or Muslims. But what I did notice is that a lot of Reddit was saying that there was like a comment like, now Mexicans don't seem as bad. And there was so much support behind it. I don't really know what to say about that. (laughs) Damn. Like, yay, but no. Uh, Congratulations, I guess. Yeah, it's like congratulations, but at the expense of someone else. So that's what I, that's the uncool part. Um, Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's see. Okay, how about this? What's the Black Consciousness Mafia? I don't think I've ever heard that. Yeah, that's a, that, you said that. I did? Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> you said that. I could try. Oh, yeah, you have to give me some context. Okay, the context, I think, was you had linked to this one Jezebel writer. I forget. She doesn't have a picture with her name. It's a three-word name. And then, but her commenter name was, it was like KLST or something. And she was saying how, oh, and the post was about how you can make your Barbie have hair like a halo and she used the word halo instead of afro and oh that i think um and she you said it and then she also used it too she was like that and so i wanted to know like what are you guys talking that's, about yeah that's uh i was just making fun of her oh okay because i i think that i think that was like a code word for those black people oh definitely it was definitely that i i couldn't even continue reading it it was so cringy like oh my god i want to yeah, just shrivel I, I remember up. that now i'm glad i saw it though i think that i feel like that post should be like at the top of the salad bowl i think that it is not definitive of jezebel but that jezebel definitely still has problems and that 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 person that writer's viewpoint is definitely not her own you know there's a lot of people who oh yeah argue in that way or try you know and so yeah we um saw that like again with black lives matter when they um interrupted bernie sanders mm-hmm. like even jezebel people over there would just oh you people should learn that bernie marched with mlk and mlk is the jesus of black people so it, uh, so bernie is all right 
What I also didn't like was a lot of people were trying to be like, we're not supposed, there's too much infighting within the liberal party. You know? yeah. And I'm like, so exactly. what? <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what? We're not fighting just to, for fighting's sake. I mean, people are trying to get justice and equal rights. You know, I'm getting all worked up right now, but <laughs> <laughs> I am. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. Oof. <laughs> no, yeah, bring it back down. No, I, gotta, I was like, oh my god, I'm screaming right now. My <laughs> hands are sweating. So just, just chill, just chill a second. Why do you think it's important for there to be blogs like the Salad Bowl? Just a place so people in, of people of color can talk about things. That's that was the whole reason that it was created. What kind of things? whatever the hell they wanted to without someone like it was created because of everything that happened at gt mm -hmm. because like like we mentioned earlier they're great feminists but their race their race spot is blind as hell so we just needed a place where you could talk about feminism as it relates to black women and all other kind of things for people of color like, I don't know if you ever notice if uh, you see Jezebel talk about, write an article about the women in India, it gets really, really racist. So with the salad bowl, we don't have to worry about stuff like that. We can talk about um, all the women in India that are doing great with feminism and not have to worry about some random person talk about how all Indian men are rapists or something like that. Going back to groupthink, um, and so this is a question that stems from there. First, I want okay. I think that one of the big criticisms that groupthink has for, I guess, black commenters or black people is that it seems like their whole thing. They, a lot of their complaint is that they feel that black people can be racist too, and so. My view on that, I've thought about this, you know, I wasn't sure, but the thing is, even, like, do I think black people can be racist? And it, it depends on which definition of racism you're using, and I'm not going to use the academic one, because most people don't know that one. So even yeah. if I said, yes, I think they can be, I, I want to go on record and say that's not important to me. Like, it's not, that's not the pressing issue. Like, it's more pressing or important to me that I think that white people are racist. That's yeah. the, and that contributes more to problems. But um, so I guess my question for you is, do you think black people can be racist? Uh, against white people, I don't think so. Mm -hmm. uh, against other races, oh, definitely. Because my own family will talk bad about Asians and Mexicans and all of that. And it's like... Just shut up. But against white people, I don't. I don't really think so because if you call a white person a cracker, the the worst thing they'll do is laugh. I know. Because no, no one white people aren't getting like if you call a black person a coon, it's it's a probably a good chance that somebody is gonna die. <laughs> like a black person, a black person is gonna get killed because the racism is always in some kind of anger but with white people you call them a cracker it's not like white people are getting murdered because someone 
decided to go on a cracker killing spree or whatever. Right. Uh, I'll ask you two more questions, okay? All right. Okay. In what areas do you think Jezebel can improve as a website and as a commenting section? Maybe keep the writers out of the comment section. <laughs> that should that should improve a lot of things. Is there any writer that's good at commenting or, or like chit chatting with the commenters or having a discussion? I think I don't know if I've seen any actually have a discussion. Mostly mostly they go in the comments, maybe respond to one or two and then that's about it. Only time I see multiple comments from a writer is when they're talking shit to someone. Or to each other. Yeah. <laughs> that oh. too. All right, I'm going to ask you... Okay, oh, sorry, I said two more questions, but really, these are the last two. So the second to last question is, what video game would you recommend people play? Like, it's not like the newest game out, but like just the most fun game. RPG, an RPG game. Oh, wow, RPG. Oh, man. This, this is like asking your favorite game of all time. Probably Final Fantasy IX. Okay. Yes. That's Everyone like, should play that. And then, so last question. All right. How would you describe Granddad the Starving using three separate adjectives and not a three-word phrase like cool, cool guy here? <laughs> like <laughs> three different words. Um, goofy. Nice. Cynical. And honest. I like yes. that. I That's like it. That. Thank you so much, Granddad. I really, uh, I really enjoyed this call. Um, thank you for your answers and your experiences. No problem. Glad I could finally do this. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, and your call is going to go up on Friday, like right after Thanksgiving. So something to look forward to? Yes, so people can enjoy listening to me while they digest all the food they ate. Excellent. Um, I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank later. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.